Hey, next on the T Nation, thanks for tuning in to this segment of the show featuring one of my all-time favorite paisans, Rob Strano. As you guys know, Rob is one of the top instructors in our game. He's got his Strano Golf Academy down in Destin, Florida at Kelly Plantation. He is also the host of the only golf variety show out there on television. It is the Golf Kingdom, and Rob makes learning the game so much fun, and you'll hear why in this segment. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate your support so very much. Enjoy this segment. I want to start out tonight by reminding you about our friends at the Macklemore, which is a private resort located just south of Chattanooga, high atop Lookout Mountain, Georgia. It's a casual two-hour drive from Atlanta, Nashville, and Birmingham. The existing Highlands course is now ranked in the top 100 courses you can play in the United States by Golf Digest. The 18th hole, as a matter of fact, is ranked in the top 10 finishing holes in the world. A second course, the Outpost, is now under construction, which will open summer of 2024. The Outpost is another Bill Berg and Reese Jones design and features a mile and a half of dramatic cliff edge, with every inch of that edge filled with a golf hole. A world-class hotel, Cloudland Lookout Mountain Curio Collection by Hilton, will open spring of 2024. Both the course and the hotel have incredible views into historic Macklemore Cove, 1,200 feet below. You gotta see it to believe it, folks. Stay, dine, and play golf above the clouds at Macklemore. Go online to macklemore.com to book your stay and play package today. Now let's talk grips. I want to tell you about Lampkin grips. Every shot, as you know, has its own unique feel. The trick? Feel comfortable with each one. And comfort is built into the very DNA of Sonar Plus Black Grips. Composed of their Genesis material that provides supreme comfort and durability with their fingerprint technology creates a strong connection and unforgettable touch. The game changes from shot to shot. The feel on your hand shouldn't. Lampkin. Feel is everything. I also want to remind you about the all-new Stealth 2 driver from TaylorMade. If there's one thing we know golfers want from a driver, it's distance. But there's actually two things we all want. Distance, and let's not forget, forgiveness. That's why TaylorMade designed the Stealth 2 driver with even more carbon for even more forgiveness. To learn more about the new Stealth 2 driver from TaylorMade, visit them online at TaylorMadeGolf.com. Okay, now back in making his 17th appearance with me here on Next on the Tee is one of the all-time great instructors and one of my all-time favorite guests, and that is Rob Strano. You know Rob as the host of the Golf Kingdom TV show. You can watch the Golf Kingdom on Amazon Fire TV, Blab TV, Roku. You can also subscribe to his YouTube channel and watch it on there. And folks, if you're anywhere near Destin, Florida, go see Rob at his Strano Golf Academy at Kelly Plantation. He's going to make your game so much better and you're going to have so much fun doing it. He's a great friend, like I say, one of my favorite paisans, and I'm honored he is back with me again tonight here on Next on the Tee. Hey, Rob, how are you, my friend? I'm doing great, Chris. Great to be on again 17 times. Really? I'm just sitting here thinking, what are some things I've done 17 times that I still enjoy doing? And that's a really short list. That's a short bus to be on. And I'm, I'm just glad that this is one of those things I enjoy every time I get together, like you said, with my favorite Italian brother. I appreciate you so much, Rob. So, Rob, we haven't uh, we haven't really talked much, especially not here on the show since this whole PGA Tour Live Golf merger partnership, whatever you want to call it, since that thing was announced. And you've been pretty outspoken about how much you dislike Live Golf. What do you think when you heard the news? 
I, you know, I was really shocked by it. And, you know, I, I've said all along, this has got nothing to do with the Saudis and the Saudi money. That's that's number 75 on the list of maybe things that aren't, aren't right with the whole deal. The whole world is monetarily entangled anyway. M my whole thing is I, I don't like the live all shorts all the time, the loud music. You know, you can color me a traditionalist and a historian of the game. And I accept that. I, I love the professional etiquette of the game. I love the traditions of the game. I love the great golf courses and the fact that, you know, you don't wear your hat on backwards. You you tuck your shirt in. And I just don't understand it, Chris. I really don't understand the whole thing because this is the American golf tour. It is the professional tour in the United States of America. And that's what it's for. It's for that. If you want to play somewhere else, go somewhere else. We're going to play in Europe, Australia. There's tours there. But the PGA Tour is to run events in our country that benefit the charities in the local communities. And the traveling circus comes in and the players make money by performing and putting on a show. And that money flows back to the great charities like St. Jude's. And, you know, one of my favorite Tournaments is the Sanderson Farms in Jackson, Mississippi, that that benefits the Century Club Charities, which is the Children's Hospital there. And I just don't see how any of this works in the in the framework of this is the American tour. Why do we need all this? I mean, I said this to someone today. It's like I get asked about it every day, and I'm really tired of it. I'm at the point of really not caring about professional golf anymore. And someone asked me about it today. I said. You know what? The PJ Tour is two years away from everybody wearing shorts all the time. And I'll stand by that. They're, within two years, the PJ Tour will be all shorts all the time and on all players. And, and at that point, it's just, you know, why bother? <laughs> Interesting. You know, to, to your point, Rob, I mean, I think you go back, what, 12, 15 months ago. And when the whole lift thing kind of got off the ground, one of the things that, you know, we, we said we'd never be here, right? Jay Monahan, they said, you know, with this this merger, this thing would never happen. Um, I think Phil and, and a couple other players had gone to Jay with some different ideas about what to do and what they wanted to see on the tour. You mentioned shorts. I don't know if that was a thing. Certainly wasn't at the time, but they had other ideas. And it seems like when they after Monahan said no and Liv got off the ground, never thinking that it would ever get get legs and it did. And then they started to slowly do everything that Liv was doing outside of shorts. That seems like that's the only thing left that they have to steal from Liv. And, and I think you're right. I think you know, whether it's a year or two from now, I think that'll be a thing on the PGA Tour. And I, I'm not as as much of a traditionalist in that sense. Uh, you know, we all wear shorts. I don't care if they wear shorts or not. But it, it just seems to me we could have avoided all of this if Jay had just listened to the players. And I don't know if it was arrogance or what it was that they thought, you know, hey, that live thing is never going to get off the ground. And and all these new ideas, we've been doing it the same way since 1968 when the tour became a thing. So we're just going to keep on doing it just the way we've always done it. But as you know, I mean, in, in business or anything, you can't do the same thing you did for 40 or 50 years. You got to evolve a little bit with the times. I don't know who's to blame for that. I guess the bottom line is, Rob, who's to blame for this? Well, here, here's the timeline where I think everything went off the rails. Um, we had Dean Beeman as the commissioner who was a former player. 
And, and I equate the PGA Tour where it's going to ESPN and Golf Channel. I'll be, let me equate it this way. So we went from Dean Beeman, a player who was part of making the tour what it was. He understand what are the, understood what the players wanted, what the tour was. And then we got Tim Fincham. And, 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 and Tim and I were, we, I want to say we, were, we knew each other friendly or anything like that. But when he saw me, I saw him. He knew who I was. I knew who, uh, obviously he was. We were on a recognition basis. But he was an attorney, okay? Then we got Monahan, who was who was Fincham's right hand guy. We don't have any golf people running the American Golf Organization. And years ago, the the, the conversation was had that Joe Ogilvy would make a great commissioner. Now Joe was a, a tour player, had played out there, went to Duke. Smart kid. I knew Joe from when Duke was was my home course. So he and a bunch of the guys there, I practiced with them, played with them. I knew Joe. Smart guy. But golfer, loved golf, understood the tour. Same way with Golf Channel and ESPN. So ESPN got bought by Disney. Disney. Okay. ESPN, their thing was, here's sports, watch it. Now Disney buys it and it's, here we're going to talk about sports, but we're not going to hardly show any sports. Now watch it. Same with Golf Channel. That was Mr. Palmer. We had golf people running Golf Channel. It was golf, golf, golf. And Comcast bought it, not golf people, corporates. And they've totally, I mean, they've most of the guys I ask or, or offer comments to me about being a golf channel guy, they'll say, I don't even watch golf channel anymore. I can't watch it. You know, I don't watch it. And I, you know, when when certain entities get a hold of something that aren't um the what I want to say, the people that understand what it is it just it becomes totally diluted and you end up with something that you look at it like i said in a couple of years i think you're gonna look at the pga tour and go it's going to go the way of nascar is what it's going to do you want <laughs> look at the stands at a nascar event right now and yeah. there's nobody there nobody there and you know what's interesting i had this thought chris and help me with this the pga tour Tiger Woods comes along and all of a sudden there's a huge influx of marketing money and interest in the tour because of Tiger Woods. And Tiger was arguably as great a player as Nicholas. They're they're one A and one double A. You know, it's it's a great look at their their stats to say who was greater. But Tiger brought a spotlight that brought a lot of money to the tour. And, and rightfully so. He deserved that. But the problem was everybody else felt like or feels like now they deserve Tiger money. The 50th ranked guy in the world feels like I deserve my chunk of that pie. And I'm like, well, no, you're not understanding what the PGA Tour is. Like I just described, yes, you can make a living at it, but it's not about making 40 million, 100 million a year like Tiger Woods did. You're not Tiger Woods. Am I wrong in thinking that way, Chris? Or having that thought? No, I mean, obviously, you know, the PGA Tour forever has been the ultimate meritocracy, right? You either yeah. you either win, win, win or place, or or you go home with nothing. So, you know, I get that. Um, and yeah, n not everybody is going to get that kind of money. I, here, here's where I think it went. It got really out of hand for the PGA Tour and for Monaghan. We they wanted to do these elevated events, I mean, twenty million dollar purses. 
I mean, heck, the majors don't even pay out $20 million in purses. Yeah. And the sponsors started to, you know, they started to squeeze the sponsors for more money. Because, and, and we all know they were never going to outspend the public investment fund or the Saudis. They, I mean, what the PGA Tour has in total is a rounding error for what the, what the PIF has. So they were never going to be able to outspend <laughs> them, right? Right. So, and, and, they, and they were going to try to, and you know, and and you know, the 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 fund, you know, for the players that you know, got the most clicks and eyes that you know was really just nothing more than we need to pay Tiger Woods, you know, ten twenty million dollars a year, even though he's not playing on tour. So we need to figure out a way to do it so it doesn't look shady. Hey, let's do this social media thing. Yeah. So they did that, and you know, and even when Tiger didn't win and Phil did, they still gave the money to Tiger. So it's you know the, the idea that they were going to continue to have these elevated purses and be able to squeeze sponsors for more and more and more. And we just saw AT&T left the Byron Nelson because they're going to quote unquote focus on, you know, their own tournament at Pebble Beach at the beginning of the year. It was just going to be unsustainable. So what were they going to do? They're going to have all these elevated events that they couldn't, they couldn't afford. And then the PIF was going to spend them into bankruptcy by going to court and dragging it out for as long as they could and the attorney's fees and all that sort of stuff. And pretty soon the money was going to run out in the reserves and, and the PGA tour was backed into a corner. So what do you do? Well, I mean, they, they had to, you know, you can't beat him. You join him. It it just feels bad to me, Rob. I, yeah, it just, I don't, like I said, I think in, in my fears, it goes the way of NASCAR where no one cares and your points on squeezing sponsors, that well is only so deep. Right. And once again, I don't think they read the room correctly. And going to the PIF and the legal side of it, if you're the PJ Tour and you don't want anybody to see your books, well, there's a problem there. Right. Okay. Their, their books should be open. If they are who they say they are, here's our books. Go ahead. You, you can look at them. There's nothing we're doing that doesn't match what we've been told to do, you know, our accounting, our accountants are doing, our attorneys are doing, everything looks on the up and up. I don't understand that. If they should not fear any legal proceedings that involve looking into their books. And if they do, then you better fix your books. <laughs> right. Yeah. And I think that's what you, I think you're right, Rob. I think it, that is what it comes down to is they didn't, neither side really wanted anybody looking into their books. Um, it always has sort of made me shake my head with the PGA tour and the NFL for that matter. Yeah. They're both, they're both are nonprofit organizations like really. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, so where, where's all this money coming from and where are all these reserves coming from? If you're, if you're a nonprofit, but that's, that's, you know, their thing, yeah. but you know, anyway, I'm sure nobody wanted anybody looking around in somebody's books and all of that sort of stuff. And, so this is where we're at. I just, you know, on so many levels, Rob, and even, you know, as a former tour player, you, you've been out there with these guys. I mean, on some level, they got to feel betrayed by this whole thing. First of all, they didn't know any of this was going on. And then they got hit with it just like we all did. And we still don't know what the details of this partnership or merger, whatever you want to call it. Um, but as a player, if you were still out on tour and you heard this news, like most of them did over Twitter, I mean, do you feel betrayed? Do you feel like, who am I working for now? What am I doing out here? You know, can I trust these guys? You know, we talk about, is there a way back for the live players to get back on the PGA tour? I'm starting to wonder, is there a way Jay Monahan makes it back to the PGA tour? Um, yeah, yes to all that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> 
you 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 answered it's it's as as a player, and I always joke, I'm the I'm the Moonlight Graham of tour players. Um, <laughs> get the reference, um, but you know, but but a hundred percent, yeah. I mean, I'm like, what what are we doing? You know, when when I was thinking about what we might talk about in the show, I made a list of places the tour doesn't play anymore. Talk about losing your way. There's no event in Chicago. The Western Open used to be a staple of the PGA Tour for the Evans Scholarship Fund in Chicago. There's no event in Chicago. Boston doesn't have event an event. They played at Pleasant Valley for years there. There's no event in Boston. There's no event in New York City. West They used to play at Westchester every year there. Right. No event in New York City. Nothing. And then you look at other markets like Denver, St. Louis, where I grew up, which is an awesome golf town. Um, Philadelphia. There's all these big markets that they either used to play in like they used to play the international in Denver that we don't, they don't even go to anymore. And it just, once again, losing your way on what the tour is, who it is, who it's for. It's, it's been a slow, um, just death by a thousand paper cuts inflicted by the last two commissioners, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So where do we go from here, Rob, to your point, if we don't have a golf guy leading the PGA tour, I mean, you remember, I mean, you go back to 68. I mean, that's, that's why Jack Nicholas and Arnold Palmer and, you know, those guys broke away from the PGA of America because they wanted to have a say and kind of run their own tour. And that's how the PGA tour came about as a wholly owned subsidiary at the time of the PGA of America. Now it's different, but um, it seems like we do need a guy. And I don't know if Joe Ogilvie is the right guy, but it seems like we need a golf guy, someone who's played on the PGA Tour. Is there a guy out there like that? And I'm not making, you know, I'm not trying to put you on the spot like, yeah, it should be <laughs> this guy or that guy. But but is that where you think we need to go? I mean, Monahan needs to step aside. I mean, goodness knows he's as soon as he delivered that message prior to the Canadian Open in that players meeting, he has essentially gone into exile from that moment. Mm -hmm. But is that where you think we need to go? We need a golf guy back in there as as the tour commissioner. I'll throw out a couple names that come to mind real quick. Um, and I'm smiling as I say it because I'm going to say these and it's just going to be, oh, oh, really? Oh, my gosh. Um, first name that comes to mind, Paul Azinger. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Azinger. Here's, yeah. here's one that made me smile. Johnny Miller. Oh, wouldn't that be something? Johnny Miller. I think Azinger would be a great commissioner. I'll I'll throw in a middle of the road guy now. Those are two two you know two strong strong personalities. I'll throw in a middle of the road guy, Davis Love the third. Mm, yeah, policy I like board that. guy. I believe he was policy board guy too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like those. So far, yeah, so I good. I don't think any of those guys would 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 be a bad choice. I just I believe the NFL should have a a football guy running it. Basketball, should have a basketball guy. Baseball, a baseball guy. Hockey, a hockey guy. Right. You know, we get these guys in there that are supposedly good with business, but they don't understand the game and the game suffers. Right. And, and I just, I think if, I, I don't know that the ship is rideable now. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's, you know, going back to the question, is there a path back for Jay Monahan? I mean, like, where does the game go from here? It seems like whether this, whether this partnership gets approved and you know, we're wherever we're at by the end of the year, I mean, 
I don't know. I mean, I, I again, if I'm a tour player and I found out this way, I you know, and I, all the things that you preach to me for the 12 to 18 months, depending on when you want to think this thing started, you know, don't go over to live. Don't take the Saudi money, the dirty money. We stand with the families or 9-11, you know, blah, 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 blah. And then you do it. And then, you know, here's the other thing that drives me crazy, Rob. You want to talk about, oh, the players coming back, you know, from live should, whether they should be suspended or do we find them and all that sort of stuff for what, for doing what you just did. How are you going to find and suspend those players? You just did the exact same thing that you're going to find or suspend those players for. Come on. I don't, that's where it it all drives me crazy. Yeah. The web that's been knit is so tangled. It's here's, here's what the PJ tour is right now. Okay. The PJ tour is now you got to use a little imagination out there is a 500 bulb strand of Christmas lights that you threw in a bin <laughs> and now you've got to untangle it. Yeah. That's a good visual. I like that's that. That's what it is right now. You're, you're going, Oh, I'm just going to throw it away and start over. I'm going <laughs> exactly. to go, go buy 500 bulb strands and you're, you're just going, this, uh, is a, this is a nightmare. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And maybe I should use icicle lights. Those are even worse. <laughs> but I think you're just, exactly right. It's just a mess. It's a gigantic mess. And I, I I lost interest a, a while back in it. I mean, Ricky Fowler won this weekend, and you know how much I cared? Not much. I didn't see a minute of it. So, th- so that's a big wow too, because that you know, I, 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 let's let's switch gears a little bit. Um, we'll both yeah, get please. off on a this rant. Is- yeah, yeah, we, this, yeah. We, we need to move on to something else. It's, and I was going to ask you about Ricky Fowler, and in, in this in this vein. Because Ricky, Keegan Bradley, the, the, both of those guys were essentially left for dead not that long ago. I mean, both mm-hmm. guys hadn't hadn't played well, hadn't won in a really long time. And now over the last couple of weeks, they're both winners. So maybe, you know, not in the vein of what do you think about Ricky's win or, or Keegan's win, but for all of us, you know, when the game disappears on us and, and it seems like, you know, we can't we can't hit the ball straight anymore. It's going left and right and we're shanking it and we're doing this, that and the other thing. When we've lost it, how do you help your students get it back? Well, great, great question. And it's a little different when you're at the tour level. I just did a segment on my latest TV show, which you can also, like you said, watch at the YouTube channel. They're all there. Um, uh, I do a, a segment at the end called Time to Rise, and it was about the believe sign uh, on Ted Lasso. And tour players, we always believe we're one something away from all of a sudden, boom, here we go. And I tell a funny story about Bill Haas when he won the tour championship, wherever it's been a dozen years ago now. Growing up with the Haas and Goldies, I know Bill. So I do an event at Eastlake every year there. And try to think of Tuesday, there's no spectators allowed. Monday, Tuesday, spectators allowed Wednesday only. And then for the tournament. So I'm walking the course, making sure everything is good for my event the next day. And I run into Bill and I, he gets up on what is now 16 and hits a shot into the right trees. Tees up on another one, hits it farther into the trees. And we're chit-chatting, walking off the tee. And I say, hey, good luck this week. And I turn to go in the clubhouse. And about four steps later, I feel someone over my shoulder. I look back and it's Bill. I go, what are you doing? He goes, if I'm going to hit it like that, I'm walking in. So we walk in together. This is on Tuesday of tournament week. He walks off the course. And that's back when that was only the seventh hole. That wasn't the 16th hole. 
He right. only played seven holes. So I'm watching the event come Sunday in contention. He pulls off the win and I text him and I said, Bill, congrats on the win. And I still have a screenshot of the text. I congrats on the win. Golf equals you just never know. You never know when the click is going to happen. And he texts me back right away and he goes, Rob, you're right. You just never know. And that's from a tour player standpoint. We just keep looking with our coaches for where am I off? What is it? If it's something that it's normal, we don't we know the path to get it back on on the rails. For the everyday player that's listening, when it goes off, the first place to look is very, very obvious. And I'll ask you this, Chris. If you're driving down the road and the car stops running, what's the first reason you're going to look for why it's not running? Uh, gas. Is gas, probably. grip alignment stance. There you go. You're not going to flip the hood open and go, hey, AAA, send me an engine. <laughs> no, you're going to go, oh, I've been listening to this podcast or I've been jamming out to Def Leppard or Journey. Journey, Journey are you and I. We love Journey. Indeed. Um, and, and I didn't notice the gas gauge getting low and then the light flashing and then the whole thing tanking on me. But if you're out there, look at your grip. Put an alignment stick down. Make sure you're not aiming 80 miles right and yanking it left. Check your all your alignment, your posture, your stance, everything. Make sure you're set up according to how your body should set up to hit it. Not a blueprint, not a puzzle. Not a, not a blueprint or fundamental. Setup is a puzzle. Everybody's puzzle is different. Your puzzle is different than mine. Eric Johnson's coming up. His puzzle is different. And you got Brian Jacobs. Brian's puzzle is different than mine and yours and Eric's. Everybody's setup's a little different. You got to know yours and know how to put the pieces in place. That's great. All right, I got to get a couple other playing lessons from you, Rob. And and one of the things that's going to be a theme on tonight's show is going to be a better mental approach out on the course. Because too often, we are focused, we, amateurs like me, we're focused on the trouble out there instead of where we want the ball to go. So we're focused on, I don't want it to go there instead of, I do want it to go over there. How do you teach your students, maybe even your tour players, to focus on achieving a positive outcome? Achieving a positive outcome. If you're worried about where it's going to go, a couple thoughts on that. The golf ball will fit. That's a famous Moan Norman line. Someone asked him, what are you doing a tight hole? He goes, what do you mean? The golf ball will fit. <laughs> I've never played a golf hole where the ball wouldn't fit. David Ogren, who's been on your show, is a good friend. He has a great line that he and his caddy talked about. He said, if there's 80 acres of golf course to the right and out of bounds to the left, hit it in the 80 acres. <laughs> I love that line. That was great. Yep. A lot of times the you're, you're, you're picturing the wrong things as you get up to a golf ball. I talk about it this way. I talk about getting in your hallway. So hallway is about three, three and a half feet wide. So when I get over a golf shot, I literally build a hallway towards where I want to go. There's a wall on the left, a wall on the left, and the ball is going to fly down that hallway. There's nothing outside of it. And that comes from, from being a tour player. When you've got spectators, A, you don't see them, but when the ropes are there and the spectators are there, it narrows where you want to go. And so, you know, for me, that was always a key thought was get in my hallway. There's nothing outside of my hallway. Hit the ball down my hallway. Rob, you mentioned your most recent episode of the Golf Kingdom. I subscribed to it on YouTube. I also downloaded the app on my Roku TV. 
And in your most recent episode, you share a drill for both putting in our full swing using a couple of water bottles. Do you mind sharing that tip? So, yeah, I have a segment to begin the show called the build it segment. And we use, I, I put on a tool belt, hard hat. It's kind of homage to home improvement. Um, my show is kind of the Tim, the tool man, Taylor of golf, you know, where he was just that little syndicated show in Detroit. I'm kind of, I kind of have kinship with that, but um, we, we take things and, and build your game and we use things that you would find around the house or things you would use to build with. And so I put down two water bottles and you can put a ball between the water bottles. So you want to be able to make sure your club will fit. So you put down the water bottles lengthwise and the ball in there and you swing and don't hit the water bottle. So it, it kind of guides your path straight. If you want to be more into out, slant the bottle bottles a little to the right. If you're a draw player, slant them a little left, like if you're a fade player like me. But your goal is to not explode the, the water bottles as you swing through. So my advice to those listening is, don't throw a golf ball down there first. Put the water bottles down there until you can swing through cleanly, not hitting the water bottles, and then put a ball down because the ball changes the whole dynamic of it. And then I also demonstrate how to use it for putting where you'll you'll put uh, a chair there and then the water bottle comes off your lead foot and points at the ball and it gets you a better spacing from the ball. And then you have to fit your stroke between the end of the water bottle and the leg of the chair. And that's your gate drill and putting. Brilliant. One more, Rob. And, and you've got a tip for what you call the mission impossible shots. And it's something so simple, yet I never thought of it. When we find ourselves in, in the trees or in the brush, in the bushes, whatever, in that area, and we have a restricted backswing, what's a better way to punch that ball out? You know, it, it, it's funny because I'd love to ask tour players how many of them have ever thought about this because I've done it in competition a lot of times, is if you have a restricted backswing, I watch players do this all the time. I watched, um, when I was watching the ACC championship here last year, I was watching one of the kids got in some brush and I'm watching him, I'm going, he doesn't know what to do. He's holding the club on the very end, trying to find a backswing and he's trying, he's got a shot where he can get it on the green from like 40 yards, but he's got the club on the end. Then he choked down to the edge of the grip and it didn't quite get him clear. And I'm going, okay, if you choke down halfway down the club and make the club two and a half, three feet long, you know, it's the itty bitty little club. You're not even holding the grip. You're holding the metal, both hands on the metal. The club gets really short. And oh my gosh, I can take a half. I can take a three quarter back swing. I just have to stay down and through it and hit it with my arms. And you'd be amazed at how much you could punch that ball out and move it you know, farther than you thought you could, but you got to make the club real short to do it. So mess around with that on the range, grip down, see how short you can make the club and how far you can move the ball going down as comfortably as you can get without, you know, holding it down on the hosel. Rob, before I let you go, remind everyone again, how they can catch you on the golf kingdom, all the places that they can find it. Plus I know you've gotten off of social media, so it's going to be hard to follow you there, but where else can we follow you? Well, social media was something I was happy to get off of. Um, it was it was just too much time, and I it wasn't getting me any benefit from it for for my my business. So, no big deal. But um, the Golf Kingdom, uh, Roku has uh, most of the shows. Uh, Amazon, uh, Amazon's a little bit weird on their the way they load them up, so not all of them are there. But the YouTube channel is where you want to go find the Golf Kingdom. 
All the shows are there. There's extra little things that I've put there also, interviews with the guests that are cut out of the shows, other little clips that we've done that um, maybe haven't aired yet or did, you know we didn't air them, but we, we, we filmed them. And then um, as always, stranogolf.com. Everything's there about the Academy here in Destin, Florida. Rob, you're the best, my friend. I can't thank you enough for taking time out of your night to come back for a 17th time and be a part of the show. You always make the segment in the show so much better when you're a part of it. Well, thank you, Chris. It's always great to be with the greatest host of any golf show I've ever been on. And on top of that, we both are Italian. It can't get any better than that. <laughs> you're darn right, it can't. Rob, take care, my friend. All the best to you and your family. I look forward to catching up with you, hopefully for number 18 real soon. Looking forward to it. Just let me know, and I'll be there. I appreciate you, Rob. Take care. That is the great Rob Strano again. Stranogolf.com, and the Golf Kingdom is the name of the show. Uh, I've got the app on my Roku TV. I also subscribe to it on YouTube. It's fantastic, folks. It is the best golf variety show that you're going to find because Rob does things that, like he said, you're going to find stuff around the house. It's not going to be expensive equipment that you go. You have to go buy. You plug in your phone or whatever you're looking at the, the tips, and you're going to find stuff around the house that he is going to help you make your golf game better, and you're going to have fun doing it. So that's the other part of watching the show. Not only do you learn stuff, he makes it he makes it a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Rob is just a wonderful human being. He's a he's one of the top coaches in our game, instructors in our game, but he's a ten times better person. And uh, I'm so lucky that I've had uh, him on the show now 17 times. And like I say, I can't wait for number 18 already.